Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me today for my bonus Q&A conversation with Hillary Miller. And if you haven't yet listened to our first conversation where Hillary walked us through the first two years of her role as Chief Learning Officer at Penn State Health, how she went on the listening tour to really assess what the needs were of the organization to build out her team and strategy before getting to work, starting with some of the small requests that were coming in to build relationships and build trust before doing the bigger work and addressing things like onboarding and leadership development. Make sure you go back and check that out. We also talked about building psychological safety and her development framework, as well as the approach to either building or buying programs. So a really great episode. You want to make sure you go check that out. Today's our bonus Q&A episode. And uh, Hillary, I want to start by asking you, thinking back across your career, doing lots of different things, mostly in healthcare, what's been your greatest accomplishment to date so far? Oh, that's such an easy one for me, is growing other leaders. So in, in a couple of past jobs, and I have no doubt that's happening right now here, is I have folks who have either become from a supervisor to a director they have moved into these upper level leadership roles. And I, I can't think of anything that brings me more joy. And some of that's not even sitting within the L&D space. They've just evolved into that. That's an accomplishment to me. So it's not just furthering you know, people's understanding and how we all engage and work together. But when you can grow folks and help them to see the skills that they have and build that confidence, I, I can't think of anything more rewarding than that. Yeah, that's what leadership is all about. And it's so rewarding and fulfilling. On the flip side, Hillary, what's been one of your biggest failures or mistakes? And what did you learn from it? Oh, yeah. So like most people who get into management quickly and go from individual contributor to all of a sudden, hey, you have a team that you're responsible for. Oh, I was probably a bull in a china shop of like, I know everything. This is, you know, because you're trying to prove yourself. And you and I talked about that. And that's such a hard dynamic to work through. Because you want to yeah. be, I, th- I think the best of intention is there. But if you don't have somebody to catch you to say, hey, I get what you're trying to do. It's actually a really bad move. I didn't have <laughs> that out of the gate, right? So I had to go through those failure points of uh, probably had some team members who thought I was the, the worst manager they've ever had. And they probably weren't too far off uh, when mm. it came to the human skills side of it. So it's not like I was mm. a Attila the Hun. But I, but I absolutely had some work to do when it came to the authoritative versus the collaborative. So rather than coming mm. in and saying, this is how you need to do everything, uh, you know, finding that common ground, I had to evolve into that. And, you know, it was really uncomfortable for me because I had to change the narrative in my head of what my responsibility was. But I also got hooked in with great mentors and coaches. And listen, I think this is a really common problem. For folks who go from being directly responsible for producing something to then being Mm -hmm. responsible for a team that produces something. That's a hard transition. And we act like delegation and all of those things are so easy. It's not. You have to practice and work through that. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely, I think... Over the years, what I found to be the biggest challenge in all of talent development is people 
you know, being promoted from individual contributor to manager, which is a completely different skill, half the time not getting much training on how to manage and lead effectively. And that's why I'm writing my next book right now, which is about leadership. And it's it's really about empowering and enabling other people to succeed. And it takes a lot of people a lot of time to learn that. I'm glad that you, you know, came over and were able to, to share some of those mistakes because a lot of people struggle with that, you know, putting the ego aside and really focusing on developing others. Yeah. It's just basic, like being a human, right? Like inherently you have to see that people want to do a good job. Most people don't go into their work wanting to fail at it or suck at it, truly. And so when you see a leader, a person who has people responsibilities not doing good, take a moment to take a peek at that to see if they actually had the skill built up to be able Mm. to do that. Those things are coachable if the person's open to it. That's the kicker is you have to be receptive to what people are giving you. And that's not always easy to hear feedback. That's like, Hey, you're not doing that great of a job. <laughs> it's it's hard. But to your point, most managers are not intentionally, you know, as Liz Weissman said in her book, multipliers yeah. uh, many years ago, most managers are not showing up at work intending to be diminishers, but they are in the way that they're acting because they don't know any better. Right. And they need that coaching and feedback is just hard sometimes. Hillary, when you think about talent development more broadly, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges besides the one we just discussed in talent development today? Well, I think the amount of, well, let me back up. It's the lack of, you know, structure standardization. I mean, you could go into 15 different healthcare centers just in this industry and how that is used is wildly different. Now you span that industry agnostic and it looks radically different. That can be a gift, but it can also be a real danger because it furthers the narrative on it's just this team that produces pretty things. If we can't start to utilize shared standards around that to say, actually, these, this is what this team could be doing for you. And it's so much bigger than delivering on training. So that to me is a continued challenge. I think it requires learning leaders to get together, but also this like fictitious, I got to have a seat at the table. Stop aiming for the seat, go for Mm. the great work, create influence in the middle, start taking action and let that be your use case. Stop going for the, I got to have immediate buy-in from the, all the executives. Yeah, you do. But that happens through when you have tangible, meaningful action that's happening out in the organization, it's hard to deny that. So I, mm-hmm. I, I really advise people to stop going for the, whatever they think this seat is to building influence across your peers and constituents and then let the work speak for that. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in this seat? It comes from making the impact, obviously. Yeah. What would you say is a trend that you're following that you're excited about in talent development right now? Oh, the, the fact that we're going back to the basics. So, of course, you know, AI, generative, prescriptive, predictive, all of that stuff. I, I, we're really, you have to see that as a supplement to the work and actually a real benefit. It, you know, it comes with conditions and we have to be aware of the ethical implications and some of those things. But I love it. I love anything that takes my team off of having to do tasks that are preventing them from building the relationship. But I'm also equally excited to hear people going back to the fundamentals that actually build the skills of teams that do this work. Because if you're not getting the basics right, all the fancy tools and the technology, it doesn't matter. Because if you're missing assessment and measurement sources, how do you know that the work that you're doing is even hitting the mark? And especially if it's not tied to organizational 
goals and what, what leaders, you know, are doing. So to me, I'm hearing a lot of conversation. I'm probably pushing some of this too around yeah. building the basics and the fundamentals. And I, people see those as very unsexy, but it's actually, if you don't have the floor of your house built, it's really hard to do anything else. Yeah. Back to the fundamentals. Is there a, Hillary, a book or a TED talk that uh, has made a big impact for you or that you recommend, or you're just excited about right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm an avid reader, probably to the point where it's like, I need to settle down. One of my favorite <laughs> all-time books, and I have so many, uh, but one that really resonated with me on a human level, and I personally just love Adam Grant, was mm. his book, Give and Take. And you know, I think you could go for the Brene Browns and be happy with a lot of these different works. Liz Wiseman, great with multipliers yeah. and impact players. Um, r- right now I'm reading the trusted advisor, enjoying that book. But I also read outside of my lane. I would highly encourage folks not to get so rooted in just their sphere. So I read Mm. a lot on uh, nursing development, hospital operations, market disruption, technology. I read Wired Mag. I've been a Wired Magazine person for uh, forever. But one of my favorite TED Talks is how Mm. to manage your stress like an ER doc. Or the How to Make Stress Your Friend by Kelly McGonigal. That is so important on how you self-regulate. It doesn't matter how talented you are if you can't manage the emotion. Because we're in a really strange world right now. There's so much going on. There's 24-hour noise. And so for me, it's figuring out what stress can be really healthy if you enjoy what you're doing. It can also kill you if you don't. And boy, I can't think of anything more important. So the health and well-being of each other has to be at the forefront. It doesn't matter what we're producing if my team's not healthy, if the people I'm working with aren't mm-hmm. healthy, or if they can't see that for themselves. So I don't talk about work-life balance. Uh, I talk yeah. about work-life evolution because that might be 50% mm-hmm. one day and 100% another, but we only really ever have 100% to give. This whole thing of 150%, I'm like, I don't know what that is. I've only got 100. Yeah. Where'd you get that other yeah. 50 from? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I like to give a lot, but I also was really into math when I was younger. And I remember there was only a hundred percent, you know, maybe you could try to give a little more. You give more than others. Hillary, last question for you, for those out there in learning and development who are looking for more ways to uh, accelerate their own career success, to achieve more in their careers. You gave some great advice in our first interview. Any more advice that you would give? Oh, expand your network. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody who's already doing what you're hoping to do. You might get some no's. That's okay. Keep pushing for that. Most of my friendships have come from me reaching out to say, gosh, I really love this thing you're doing. Would you be okay talking with me? And more often than not, that opened another door for another thing. But I use YouTube constantly. Anything you'd Mm. ever want to know. Out on YouTube, by the way, LinkedIn learning, all these other facets that we just don't think about. So I don't think there's one path, but don't be afraid to reach out to people. Some people might not be open to that. That's okay. Move on. Yep. Absolutely. Completely agree. I'm big on networking and relationships. Obviously, I've been doing that a lot over the last few years. And I always tell people like, if you're interested in, you know, shifting your career or achieving something that you haven't done before, like find the person that's done it, go do an informational interview, reach out, see if they'll mentor you or just have a conversation. And that can open up all kinds of windows and, and start new relationships. That's why I love running the talent development think tank community that I run, because it's all about connecting people in the talent development space so they can 
help each other with the things that they're working on, share challenges and successes and best practices and all of that. And it's been a lot of fun over the last three years. We got to get you in there as a, a guest speaker in the, the next few months. So we'll talk about that. But for now, Hillary, we've got to wrap things up. It's been so great having you on the show. Really enjoyed talking with you as I always do. And I look forward to talking more in the future. Thank you, Andy. Likewise. All right. Take care. All right, that will do it for our bonus Q&A conversation with Hillary Miller from Penn State Health. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I always enjoy talking with Hillary. She's just so full of energy and enthusiasm like myself. And she's done some great things there at Penn State Health. Like she said, no means has it all figured out. Still a work in progress, but hopefully you can learn from her experience. And if you want to hear more from Hillary, we're going to get her booked as a guest speaker in the Talent Development Think Tank membership community. We have guest speakers and other conversations on our call every Wednesday at noon Eastern time. We're going to get her booked sometime in early 2024. So if you're not yet a member, come check out our community. We've got some great calls, some great things planned. We've got a huge member vault of recordings from past sessions, as well as information that can help you up your game and improve your capabilities in the world of talent development. Our website is tdtt.us, tdtt.us, and click on community. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you. We've got some more great things coming up in 2024. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you later.